0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Hey everybody, welcome to How To Tuesday. Today we're going to talk about kids fishing. That's one of my favorite topics because I have three children of my own and fishing has been such a great activity to do with them. Now we've been able to do the different kinds of fishing from freshwater to saltwater to being on a boat to being on land and there's a Different kind of strategies and techniques to taking kids fishing and and doing it in each of those areas. Today we have my friend Mike Larkin. He is also very experienced at taking kids fishing, his own children fishing, at uh, specifically seawalls. And seawalls are something that is very, very, very available in the state of Florida and many other states. But there are lots of places that you can go to to do this. And there's some surprisingly good fishing available at Seawall. So Mike, what can you tell us about Seawall fishing and your experience with with your own children?
2: Yeah, I just found it. you know, unfortunately, I know a boat right now. And, um, you know, you hear people talk about, you know, hire a guide and and, and all that, which is which is awesome mm-hmm. if you could do that. But, you know, you know especially if people come down to Florida vacation, you're already spending on a hotel, rental car, you know, food. And then you got to convince your wife, we spend, you know, five, six hundred, seven hundred dollars <laughs> right. a day. They go to, uh-huh. You know, like that—that's not. And um, and also, I I kind of grew up in a world where I I didn't even know what charter fishing was. Um, in fact, I tell you When I went down the Keys as a kid, um, my parents um stayed at a friend's place and they slept on the couch and my brother and I slept on the floor and we fished on a seawall in Big Pine for a week and it was one of the best vacations I ever had. Yeah. But we never even went in the water. You know, <laughs> we were on a seawall the whole time. Yeah. But being in Big Pine Key down there, so anyway, it's just a different. Of course, you know, if you can hire a guide, but you know, and I think, in, you know, I'm saying if, if you're coming down to vacation in Florida or if you just live in Florida, I think we're really blessed that these seawalls and, and there's docks too, but docks, you got to check. I always check with the Marina people at docks because some people just don't want you fishing by their boat. Right. You could get to around the prop or whatever, which is fine. I just, so I focus more on the seawalls, keep my kids away from the docks. And um, so I guess to start with, I have, I have two children and I first took my kids fishing when they were three which was really for more for me than for them so three was too young i found so i found at five years old you can kind of start and i i feel like i had this whole like process like get them in the car put on sunscreen get them stuffed in, get dirty get them in the car we, the first stop is to the grocery store because mm. like, okay what snacks do you want You know, that's what's huge for them because I'm big on on not giving my kids snacks or I limit their diet very much. But when we go fishing, it's a whole different world to them. So the first store we pick out their snacks and then we go to the, the bait store and I always buy frozen shrimp. Um, a friend of mine used to bring squid, but I found out with squid, it, like it, especially I use these small hooks, like a size eight, size six. The squid acts like a bite guard. Mm. like You can see the fish hit it, but it's like the hook's so small. So anyway, we go to the bait store, we get... We'll get frozen shrimp. I will buy a dozen shrimp just for entertainment purposes. And I haven't, I don't do this anymore, but when my kids were really young, I'd go the extra step. I would get, get the dozen shrimp, put them in the bucket, put a live well. I would break off that little, you know, the rostrum, they mm-hmm. the point there. And then a the point on the tail on every single shrimp, that way they're not getting poked if they go to grab it because, you know, at that age of five, they're more interested probably at the live well. Now you've talked about in your shows, you know, they're more interested in the live well. That way they're looking at that. And then when the, when a fish bites, you know, you're good to go. But, but I guess, yeah, if you can find a seawall and there's all these different public parts and all that around, around Florida. And I recommend using, I just use like a size six to size 10 small hook. If you even get a circle hook, if you want, and a split shot. And the first thing I do when I go there is I'll throw a whole bunch of shrimp in the water, break them up just to kind of get the get the party going. I call it, you know, chumming and then you know just throw it in i didn't have my kids cast i just find a seawall where it's deep enough have them drop it straight down because casting is another element you could get hooked or whatever and and um and they could use the push button ones i've kind of got away from that in fact the first time i took my son he was using a push button catching pinfish and it still came up and grabbed it <laughs> and i didn't know where the book still came from but there's no dragging that thing so it's like ding, 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 yes. ding, ding. it just took all the line and broke off and all right, buddy, let's get in the car. We, you know, I feel bad because it's thirty feet of line on the snook, and I feel like I brought a, a knife to a gunfight. Right? Yes. We weren't really prepared. So anyway, I, I, I recommend. Um, I have my kids. And in fact, that's another whole element. Like my kids have their own fishing rods. Like I have my own tarpon rods, my own bonefish rods. <laughs> my son is thirteen. He's never, he's never even touched them. Like I know when he gets older, I will. But like I have them. They have their own fishing rods, their own rod, their own reel. But I know people don't want to spend um, the money on that, but you know, in Florida and there may be other States, there are organizations. If you contact them, they will give you a free fishing rod. And most of them will give you a free tackle for kids. Like we have um, old salt foundation in the Tampa area Uh, fish. Florida has a big, great website. They give you a nice spinning rod and they give you a tackle box with it, which has hooks and sinkers and lures and um, angle is Another one in Florida that gives out free fishing rods, Um, Florida Fish and Wildlife has fishing clinics where they give out free fishing rods. So I'm a huge fan of giving them their own rod because they're going to drop it. They're going to knock it in the water. They're going to bang it up. Don't let them touch your own stuff. And I just think uh, we're blessed to have fish like pinfish, which are pretty much, I feel like, everywhere. We catch Mm -hmm. them on the beach. We catch them on the seawalls. We catch them on the seagrass. So if you're coming down to Florida or if you just want to take your kids out fishing on a seawall, you know I feel like you're going to find pinfish. And by using those small little hooks, you know, they're, going to, they're going to eat that shrimp and it, you know, it gives, gives you action, action. Mm -hmm. You know, I heard once, I think I I can't take credit for this. I heard it was wee wolf, but, um, he talked about the three stages of fishing. Like, um, the first stage is you want to catch as many fish as possible. Mm -hmm. The second stage, you want to catch the biggest fish as possible. And the third stage, you want to catch specific species of fish. I think from my interaction with a lot of parents, when I take other people fishing, I think they forget that like the dad may be in level two. He wants to catch the biggest fish possible or level three. He wants to catch a snook. But I think people forget that your child is at level one. They just want to catch a fish. And they won't catch as many as possible. So I think people forget that. You think about the different, they're at a different level than the kid. And I don't even fish when I go with my kids. I'm just there like, okay, it's their time, you know. And, and you know, it, it actually, maybe I'm weird, but there's been times where I've seen my kids catch. I actually prefer to catch them, catch a fish more than me. Especially if it's like something special, like a snook or a bonefish or a red drum or something like that. Like I, I actually, I enjoyed more watching them do it. I mean, I do enjoy watching them catch pinfish and, or they get, you know, it's things that could always happen in salt water and get a, you know, a nice sheep's head or my daughter caught a big black drum, came mm-hmm. out of nowhere, you know? So I guess the main thing is, you know, I, go through the steps i like to you know bring snacks you know keep the keep the duration short i shoot for an hour sometimes less sometimes more depends on the fishing you know and and also when i look for seawall seawall parks they have they have bathrooms they have water fountains Mm -hmm. so that's a huge thing too right because my daughter seems as you know when she tells me she doesn't give a bathroom i got about 30 seconds to get in the bathroom <laughs> or bad things can happen. So, so usually, you know, you got to find one. So if there's one there, I can be okay, right. There's a the bathroom, but you know, I think I'm a big fan of, you know, keep it short, bring it snacks. It's their day. Not, not your day. You know, you had given their own rod and reel you can get them from free from many organizations in Florida and probably other States, you know, use small hooks, split shot, just have them drop it down. Don't worry about casting. That can come later. Just drop it down and just keep it, keep it going. You know, they'll catch pinfish, probably catch some snappers, some grunts, you know, just keep the action going. And then when it slows down and you're done, or, you know, when they want to go, when they want to go, it's time to go, you know, don't push them into it. And like, I remember my son was seven and he wanted to catch a mahi-mahi. I'm thinking I will never, in my mind, I will never take you mahi-mahi fishing until you're a teenager. Cause I don't know about you. I've been out mahi-mahi fishing. It's been great. But ninety nine percent of my mahi mahi fishing, I'm just sitting there looking at the water. Right. You know, it's bit slow. Like I'm a, I would never take a seven year old mahi mahi fishing. I did take my son bone fishing briefly, but you know, we, fished for heads. we fished for fish for bonnetheads. We fish for owlfish. You know, we're not there just for bone fish. You know, you got to keep it. If we just went for bone fish, like, don't cast, don't cast. Wait till you see the bone fish. You know, he would he would hate that. Yes. You know. So anyway, good, mahi mahi fishing, where you're, you know, where you're where you're trolling, you're waiting. I think that would kill the sport for him more than develop the sport for him. It goes back to that, you know, that level one, you know, keep them, keep them catching, keep them catching, you know, even if it's a pinfish this big.
1: That is such, such good advice. And, and so mirrors my experience is that if you're trying to develop a fisherman, you really Exactly what you said. You really have to go back. And sometimes for a lot of people, it's really hard to go back to when you were a kid. When you were a kid, you didn't care anything about a tarpon. You didn't even want to catch a tarpon. it take all your line. You don't have a rod that's (laughs) capable of doing it. Like that snook. Like your son is probably... Kind of a scared of snook, like like no, that thing <laughs> yeah. take all my line and we're done. <laughs> and 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 so many people get get carried away with what they want to do, and it's like they might see a snook over here, and it's like, hey, let's not catch these fish anymore and go over here. Well, now that you're going over there, and then you're like, let me see the rod, and I'll I'll cast it for you. Well, you're ruined this experience for this kid who was catching one pinfish after another, one snapper after another, having the greatest time. And the other thing that I think that was was so spot on with your advice was when they are done, it's over. No matter what. If you get out there and you've just gotten them chummed up, they've caught four fish, and you can see they're all coming in. And you're like, man, if we stay here, we're going to catch 200 pinfish. You're, and, that, and your kid says, you know what? I, I'm ready to go maybe you can get them to stay for a few more minutes maybe but i always kind of respected that and i always also liked to leave just like just like it's good to leave the fish biting i always wanted to leave some in the tank for the kid like ha- leave when they still are enjoying it leave when when they haven't caught quite enough leave before it has become a chore leave, leave before them yeah before they get bored leave So that when you, 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 you've just primed it. So the next time you say you want to go fishing, they're all about it. If you sat them out there for, they sat there for three hours and took a nap next to you fishing. They're not all about it. So I don't know. Those were those, that's spot on advice. And I really, really like, like, what you said. Now let's talk about um, you know just the seawalls in particular. For for somebody that you know maybe you've got single parents that that are their kids watching you know Black Tip H on TV and he comes back. I mean on YouTube and comes back and says, Mom, I want to go fishing. And she's like, Well, I don't have any idea where to go. How would you suggest that someone? Find particular seawalls where at first it's legal to fish and you're you're okay to fish there. Um, in your opinion, like how would you find that? You mentioned parks and other places, but do you know of any resources for people that aren't real familiar with with seawall fishing where they could find places that would be open to fishing?
2: Now, good good question. I think I think yeah, look for public parks. They seem to always have on the water or even even boat ramps usually have an area too where you can fish as well. So I think public parks, public areas, and, um, and just search around it and Google maps. And, and, and I always try to, you know, it's a new place. I try to look around, make sure there's no, no fishing signs or look around first, but they're great resources those public parts or boat ramps because usually they have a bathroom right David? so that's covered right yeah and uh they usually somehow have some shade area in case you get hit by the rain or the kids need a break or you want to have a break for lunch and they've they've seawalls there and another thing i would point out when I, I always look for structure too right so if you're looking there look for not a you don't want your kids to get i think circle hooks are a big advantage because you're less likely to hook, hook in those those rocks but look for you don't want to be fishing just in complete sand you know look for some rocky areas or or some areas but 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 to get back to your question, yeah, I think I think public parks are the, and even Google Earth or, but a lot of even if some of these hotels have seawalls too. You know, it depends on where you're staying. But I I think if all around Florida, there's got to be some area there where you can fish for your kids. And and I would think, and even you know, and everyone's usually real. I mean, you're showing up with kids, right? You're not showing up with like you know heavy tackle and all that. So I think people are always really
1: really friendly. Yeah. And all that. So. so if I could offer any other advice uh based upon my own experience is that when you are fishing with kids, everyone there, you and your kids, should be wearing sunglasses. Because uh, yeah. kids yeah. Um, and, and this is more for protection of the eye than it is for seeing into the water, like we use sunglasses more to see into the water as you become a, a, a more experienced fisherman. But you're usually using a rod that's a little bit shorter. It's a kid's rod, and that is almost exactly eye level at your eye. And the kid is so interested in the fish, and they just point the rod somewhere else to, to look at this fish, usually right in your face. Uh, so I've gotten hit in the face with a rod tip lots and lots and lots of times. And I just made it an absolute rule that if we were going to have a fishing rod in our hands, we were going to be wearing sunglasses and every, and, and the kids just, you know, first of all, you're developing a habit that when you, when you fish, you wear sunglasses and that's, that's a good thing. But I can't tell you how many times each of us have been hit in the eye with something not or in the eye area and even when my kids were really small i had sunglasses for them sunglasses are cheap and they're one of the best protective measures that you can have for your kids definitely invest the two or three dollars that it costs to get a pair of kids sunglasses make sure that they're wearing them and and that's the other thing is make sure that those glasses are comfortable for them and of the right size for a kid. Like if you give them some big, heavy adult sunglasses, eh, it's better than nothing. But they're not comfortable, and that's the thing with you know the same thing with life jackets and things. If you're uncomfortable with your kid standing on a seawall and you want them to wear a life jacket, well, make sure that that life jacket fits them and that they're comfortable. I mean, as you're you're trying to make this whole experience as comfortable as possible, so that they want to do it again. That's the that's the goal. And if we just keep that goal in mind, that what we're trying to do is get them to come back and do this over and over again and have this be the best part of our whole week when we go fishing, well, being comfortable and being safe. Those are two things. So
2: yeah, that's a great point. In fact, I, I mean, I actually with my kids, I think it was like REI or something like it, but I got polarized glasses for my kids from I think REI.com for 12. I think they're $12 each, Yeah. but another part of it. Yeah. Safety is huge. I give them, I give them a hat. I give them sunglasses. It's not only for fishing. I like they wear those glasses when they're out biking around neighborhood or or whatever. I try to get them to wear, you know, for, for protect eyes. But another thing with that polarized glasses is I'm glad they have them because I'll be like, Look, there's a sheep's head. And without polarized glasses, I'll be like where? Like yeah, they, they Oh, it's right it. there. Yeah, yeah, they're they're seeing what I'm seeing with right. polarized glasses. It's like a whole so, other
1: element of this whole experience yeah, yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. it just a little more fun. And you don't have to catch that that fish. Sometimes they don't even want to pick up a rod, they just want to look. And if yeah, and, and and that's fine. You know that's 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 the other thing too. Is like I've I've talked about it many times with the with the live well about you know you you take the kids out there and all they want to do is play in the live well and some people get frustrated with that like oh man we spent all this money on gas and we're out here and we're doing all this and all they want to do is play in the live well. Well, look, man, at least they want to be there with you. Like yeah, they'll get to the fishing eventually. Let them play in the live well. Like if like you're bringing those twelve shrimp. So that your kids can look at those and play with those. And if all they want to do is play in that bucket, great. Next trip, they'll probably want to fish or maybe, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. not even that trip. Maybe it's five more trips that they want to fish, but they love going to play in that bucket and they love playing with those shrimp. And you know what? That's, that's the first step. And that might be level, level, point three right they're not even (laughs) to level one they're like at they're working their way to level one to where they actually do want to catch a fish and then they want to catch a lot of fish and then they want to catch a big fish and then a certain kind of fish like i I like that too and i've heard that many times but man awesome advice mike i really appreciate that and there's so many people that um that that need it because fishing is an outstanding outstanding activity to be doing with your children and or grandchildren or your friends kids or whatever it's something that you can get kids outdoors you can get them away from the video games you can have time with just you you're getting vitamin D you're getting exercise you're doing so many good things you're teaching them about the natural world and that is really needed these days really really needed so
2: it, I suppose in the nature like i was gonna say real quick like when we catch a puffer fish it is they go nuts yeah, puffer, puffer. yeah like, i always thought puffer was like a trash fish but with my kids that's the gold mine like that it is. puffs up yeah puff, or a trunk fish or a flounder like they just stare at it for like in the live well and they're they want to take pictures of it yeah. they want to hold it so anyway if you, like, caught,
1: if you had caught a, a four pound snook they would be like uh, you know, it's got, yeah, 2 yeah, co- yeah. it's got two colors on it. It's, it's white and black and, and, you know, dad seemed to like it, but can't, how do we catch the, you know, another one that turns into a basketball? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, I used to yeah. take my kids fishing a lot and, and we would have an award at the end of the day for the weirdest fish and you know we would it can be anything you can have one of the kids draw a picture and and that's going to be the award for the weirdest fish and then we would put that on the refrigerator all week you know like hayden caught the weirdest <laughs> fish this week and it's like yeah i caught a puffer fish it's so cool but you know it doesn't take much and and all these seawalls are loaded with fish like this tropical fish uh cowfish um you know puffer fish things like that that other people You know just disregard as trash fish a kid thinks that that is the greatest thing ever so yeah don't don't uh don't disregard anything like if you caught a shark that was that was 12 inches long Oh my God, that yeah. would be, that would be the greatest thing of all time. So yeah, we a caught a bonnet head.
2: I think they thought it was a great white when they caught a bonnet head. Like, <laughs> Oh my God. You know, yeah. they were so excited and telling all their friends. Oh, I'm like, yeah. like you caught a, you caught a bonefish and you're right about catching a bonnet. You know, they have different perspective with their, totally their friends. Totally different what a perspective. Is. Uh, when I was yeah. a kid,
1: I caught a bonnet shark. And, uh, we, that was back when you killed everything, but I took the bonnet shark home, put it in the freezer and I took it to school every year for about six or eight years after that. I mean, almost my entire (laughs) elementary career I took for show and tell, we used to have show and tell and you would, (laughs) you would bring something from home and I brought this frozen Frozen bonnet shark that once a year would be defrosted (laughs) and it would get pretty rank Um, but that was a thing man this is my shark I caught and I was so excited about that it could be a picture these days you could let the thing go and not have to freeze it and you could take a picture but all great advice we're
2: gonna we're gonna start freezing them. that's a good idea yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) yeah all good advice so take that advice and it would just make my day and I'm sure it would make Mike's day too if you took that advice and you took your kids fishing and they turned into your best fishing buddy so that's how to Tuesday for today I hope that happens for you because it has been incredibly rewarding for mike and i and i hope it will be for you as well all right that's it see ya